Welcome to the Enlighten Up Podcast. I am your host, Nicole Frolic, and I invite you to cozy up with me each week as I explore all aspects of the spiritual journey, spiritual biohacking, and expanding the mind beyond this reality. Remember that the collective awakening can start by planting one seed. So thanks for being such an amazing audience and sharing these shows with your family and friends. So without further ado, let's jump right into the episode and find out what we're discovering today. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Enlighten Up podcast. I'm really happy to have you back with me again this week. Before I kick it off into the show, I did want to remind all of you that on November 1st, I will be part of the Protect the Vote mass meditation and uh, spiritual panelist uh, talk on November 1st. at starts at 11 a.m. Pacific time. It is a free live event. I hope to see all you guys there. It is about protecting the sovereignty and the right of the vote not to vote in a particular way. So link will be in the description below. Uh, but without further ado, let's get to the real reason why we're all here. I have Elizabeth April joining us again, and she is a cosmic channeler, public speaker, spiritual influencer, and a celebrated artist. She has experienced the vibrational frequencies of truth and has done the necessary karma of spreading it. Her mission is to help others in awaking themselves to their infinite possibilities. Elizabeth, welcome back. Thanks so much for being here. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on again. There's been so much activation, so much movement. So there's always so much more to talk about. And and I'm sure your people are feeling it too. Um, Yeah, I mean, this month in general, I mean, 2020 astrologically has just been a (laughs) shitstorm. It's like a lot of stuff. Uh, And then this month in itself, I literally was just talking about this with my alchemy group that uh, this week in particular that you and I are doing this is probably the most intense week of the most intense month of the most intense year that I think a lot of us have seen in a long time. So there's a lot, but of course, I think that it's really drawing up a lot of truths within us that we've buried that need to be healed, coming to the surface, things we can't avoid anymore which is always fun. Um, And, you know, I think I wasn't sure if I wanted to get into this later on the show, but I think we should start off with it because I think it will really set the tone for everything going forward. But um, just before uh, the, in the pre-call here, you and I were chatting and I was mentioning that I really enjoyed one of your most recent videos that you put out where you got really vulnerable. You were crying. There were some tears there. And it was your video uh, called, This Made Me Cry, My Greatest Struggle video. And you talked about the need that you're having right now to really show the human side of you and not this strong, powerful teacher side that you completely put through in all your videos. Do you wanna kind of take us through um, where that was all kind of coming from and why it was so important for you to do this video? Yeah, absolutely. So. It's definitely been a huge struggle of mine, um, definitely my whole life. And even before I got on online and on YouTube and, and I had you know this many eyes on me, it was still a struggle within me of like, who am I really? What is my purpose here? And is who I am my purpose, right? And I have a lot, I think a lot of star seeds also feel this way as well. We volunteer our our souls to come to this planet. We have a very strong mission to awaken or to heal or to help or to uplift. 
um, humanity, which is beautiful and amazing, but in the mix of that mission, our human kind of gets thrown to the side. You know, it doesn't feel as important to just exist and be. And I have a very strong <laughs> and determined human aspect of myself as well as a very strong and determined um, teacher aspect of myself as well. So it's been a, a battle kind of trying to integrate. And one of the issues that I've noticed is, you know, um, I'll have 25% of my videos um, and, and my human will shine through. And my human really is, is a 28 year old, very excited about life, you know, um, and very impulsive as well. So if I see something and I'm like, oh, like this, you know, really excites me or I really love this documentary. And then I have all these people saying, well, that's actually a lie and you didn't fact check that. And that's not the truth. Um, people don't have, I don't want to say that they don't have the ability to discern, but people, a lot of people show up in my videos and just assume that everything that comes through is either coming straight from the source or coming through some sort of past lifetime or what have you. So I've had a difficult time um, integrating the two, balancing the two, separating the two, and also letting the rest of the world know there are very two different and clear sides of me. Um, but I am in such a quantum state that I really show up with my human and my teacher simultaneously most of the time. And if someone doesn't have that strong discernment factor, they will just mesh the two and assume that everything is just coming from the teacher. And then in that way, I feel the responsibility of, well, I don't want to lead these people astray in thinking that the stuff that my human, my 28-year-old is excited about, which may have nothing to do with the awakening, um, you know, is the truth. So it's been a, a very difficult struggle for me. And like I said, I think a lot of star seeds also struggle with um, how they're presenting themselves, what their mission is, especially if what you do for a living is helping humanity and healing the world and giving back. And that's what you really love and your human loves that too, you know? So half of me is like, let's just completely separate the human and the teacher or the human and the cosmic. And that in that way, it's just very clear. Um, I've even contemplated, and you were talking about your, your real raw YouTube channel um, I've even contemplated, you know, starting up a new sub YouTube channel, which is just like a video diary. It's like a human thing, like, hey, today's day was kind of shitty, you know, how's everyone else feeling, right? So, but then, you know, the response that I got back is, we love you for the integration. Like we show up for your human and we love the information that the teacher gives. So I guess the, the word is still out on, on how to proceed, but yeah. it's, it's really been top of mind for quite a while. Well, you know, what I did was I kept it all on the same channel. Everything's on the same channel, but I created a series that has its own sub channel below on the thing. So, and I titled it Ron Real. So every time I put it out, it's a Ron Real and everyone knows, okay, this is where Nicole's going to cry. This is where like, it's going to be, a, you know, um, a bit of a, a healing session. And so uh, there, there's a distinguisher that way. Uh, but I totally get it. And I think what, you know, I mean, when we look at our journey, we're this whole human journey is about collecting, recollecting all the fractal parts of us that have been separated through traumas and pains. So to try to keep them separate and still put them out doesn't really make any sense. You know, like it's almost like it's dishonoring the whole reason of why we're doing it. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know. And and when I kind of separated myself, like it's still such a battle within me. Um, and and you know what? I think part of the battle is the new human, right? If we were to really talk about where we're going at an emotional intelligence level place, um, and just a responsibility, accountability, integral place, um, energetically, we're moving into this place where everything is possible and everything is existing simultaneously, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a very difficult place to comprehend, let alone explain. And that's what I try and explain in all my videos is this place, this 5D place where anything is possible. So here I am stepping into this energy of the new human in being the fullest expression of the cosmic, the fullest expression of the human, the fullest expression of all of the past lifetimes and all of the traumas simultaneously. But once again, when I'm misinterpreted, mm-hmm. it makes me want to go back within. You know, it makes me want to go back into the place where it's separated. It's like, oh, well, the rest of the world is dealing with the separation and they understand that tangibly because they're there at this time, you know? So maybe I need to go back into this place of separation. So when I took a step back from the video and, and the challenge, I was kind of chuckling. I'm like, this is the exact opposite of what I teach, right? Which is what my struggle is. Like, let's just separate the two. Going back into three, well, this goes over here in this compartment, this goes over here in this compartment, and that's what society is. It's compartmentalized so that we can better understand and tangibly intake that information. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's just this, but when people misinterpret me and who I am, that's when it gets personal. That's when I start questioning myself, mm-hmm. you know? Like, how should I present myself? Should I present myself in a way that people are gonna tangibly understand me better? Or should I just continue being this quantum simultaneous 5D being and, and, and show up in both ways simultaneously and just let people figure it out? And I think that that's, at the end of the day, probably what I'm gonna to continue to do yeah. because that's in my, my highest integrity as well. And it's not our job to provide every single answer for every single soul out there, right? And, and of course, that's like the teacher in all of us wants to do that. For anyone who's traveling, it's funny because we talked about this last night on my call uh, where one of the things that I've been recognizing within myself is when you've done the journey that many are doing and you're helping them through, when you already know that you know the fastest way to, to you know, how to get to the end goal in a sense. Um, but of course it's the journey that, that, that matters. And there's so many, it's like, well, if you just did this and this and this, like you'd totally be through it and you'll get through it faster than I did. And at the end of the day, that's not what it's about. Everyone has their own time frame and how they're going to integrate stuff and process stuff. And all of the wisdom that you, me, and anyone else who goes through this journey gets it through the struggle, through taking the time and allowing it to all settle in. And so that's so important for us to remember as teachers, and that goes to anyone in the audience who's helping anyone, because we're all teachers and students, to remember that it's not our job to help people skip steps, you know, because <laughs> we want it to be easier for them. It's the yeah. struggle that really brings forth a lot of the fruits of our self-illumination. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. And, and I feel like there's two different um, aspects to life. And, and I had this huge download like 10 years ago and it really made a lot of sense. And it's about divine feminine, divine masculine energies. So this entire universe works in a binary system, right? You've got high vibration, you've got low vibration. You've got one side, you've got the other side. 
And so we find this in every dimension across every plane of existence within every planetary system in this universe, we still have the dichotomy of divine masculine feminine. It's pretty wild, but it, it does still exist out there. And I always find, or the download that I had uh, 10 years ago was that there's two different paths to enlightenment, right? And, and let's just call enlightenment um, realizing all truth within the universe and you go back to source or you become your own source. You know, that's pretty much the end all to be all, not just in this lifetime and in this incarnation on this planet, in the entire universe. So, you know, there's two different pathways to enlightenment. Um, one is very divine feminine and one is very divine masculine. And the divine feminine path to enlightenment is through experience, is through feeling, is through um, going through it. Right. And that pathway is chaotic. It's you're over here and then you're over here and then you're over here and then this feels good and then that feels not so good and you're just everywhere. Right. And it's just, it's a jagged, crazy path and it takes a lot longer than the masculine path because the masculine path is the path of knowledge. Right. So if you know everything, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I understand that concept. I know what enlightenment is. I understand, you know, and so you just kind of go straight through to enlightenment, that path. Right. But you have to have both the divine feminine and the divine masculine uh, in order to actually reach enlightenment. So I find that divine masculine souls, doesn't matter what body you're in, what gender, what, you know, sexuality you have, you know, you're, you have a divine masculine essence and it's very knowledge-based, right? So I'm way more so that knowledge-based sort of energy that it's like, boom, you can get right to enlightenment, but there's going to be this stop right before that and say, oh, whoa, 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 you have to experience all of the knowledge that you have. And then all of a sudden you have to go through all of the ups and downs and the emotional roller coaster ride of the experience. The beautiful thing about the path of divine femininity to the path of, of enlightenment, yeah, it takes a lot longer because you're in it and you're going through the experience. But as you're experiencing, you're also learning. So it takes a lot longer, but as you kind of get to down that road um, of enlightenment, essentially you not only have experienced everything, but you also have to kind of really intrinsically know, you know, the lessons and the dichotomies of what you have just experienced. So it really takes both of those aspects. Um, and, and I completely agree. I mean, I can give information all day long and say, I, you know, gather this information over 10,000 lifetimes and I'm here to give it to you now. And it still may take someone two lifetimes to really comprehend what that information was because they have to be in it. They have to go through it. They have to experience it. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's just very interesting. And, and that experience portion is where that vulnerability sits. And, and I think for me as a divine, more of a divine masculine energy, you know, that experience is more difficult for me to um, to sit in because it requires the walls down and the analytical mind to, to kind of just relax a little bit so I can be in it and just uh, flow through it. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I mean, I, the majority of my life, I was very much more in my masculine energy and I'm much more of a a push things through, let's get it done kind of kind of person. So allowance and sitting back and uh, all of that is is definitely uh, uh, where a lot of my lessons lie. 
would you say listening to you describe that was very interesting and i completely agree with you because the experience is so necessary to anchor it into the cellular knowing and when you have the cellular knowing that is when it is fully um, illuminated within the self what i've also seen though is if you're someone who is experiencing it more so than the um that say the masculine path of illumination that there will be also a stop point right before you get to the end where now you have to teach it yeah. and 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 use like maybe you need to write a book or maybe you need to teach a course to really integrate it that much more into knowing yep yep exactly yeah yeah so it's interesting like i think that's well said and i think there's no matter what path you're on you're eventually gonna have to experience the other one in order to complete exactly yeah get out of your comfort zone yeah yeah, yeah. So, um, okay, so you do a lot of remote viewing and astral traveling to the Galactic Federation mothership um, just outside Earth, and you sit in on a lot of meetings with, um, is it the Pleiadian Security Council? Is that what they're? That's what Okay, so has, I guess my question for you is, what kind of information have you received recently about these last three months of 2020 that seemed really pertinent? And is there any information that's kind of come in about the election? Do you ever even get that kind of information? Yeah, the only thing that they've mentioned about the election, because I did ask them about that, was uh, it was all pre-planned and that it was already happening the way that it was meant to happen from their perspective. Um, they're very, very fickle about giving me specific information about specific things that could or could not potentially happen in the future. And the craziest thing is that we're in this timeline right now where all timelines are converging. Mm -hmm. So when I take a look at a, when I take a look at say your future, I'll take a look at five different timelines of, oh, you could move here, here, and here, right? And I can actually play out those timelines. That's quite easy because you are one individual creating your own reality. When we take a look at the collective consciousness around planet Earth, we've got 8 billion people and probably some reptilians and, and aliens <laughs> in there who are all also having their grip around the creation of reality, right? So it's very difficult when I take a look at a timeline in the future to say, yep, this is for sure going to happen. Mm -hmm. So they have been very, very, um, I mean, before they used to tell me whether it be riots or, you know, a huge ice shelf in Antarctica breaking off. Um, they told me about the volcano erupting in Hawaii a week before it happened. So they told me about all these things and it was spot on. Nowadays, they're pretty silent about um, making predictions in that sense because we're hopping collectively in and out of so many different timelines that it's next to impossible right now. They just keep mm -hmm. uh, telling me that hold the highest frequency. That's what they keep telling me over and over. Hold the highest frequency for humanity's outcome. And that's what's going to happen, right? So don't worry about all of the moving pieces before we get to that outcome, but make sure that you're holding the highest frequency. So as far as politically, apparently everything's on track, which is a good thing. Yeah, can I, can I just interject something there? Because I understand one of the, I have a friend who he's extremely um, psychic and remote views a ton of stuff. But whenever he tells me stuff, he's very careful. Well, part of the reason is he's protecting me um, from knowing certain things. But for the most part, though, it's okay. Let's just say if it was personal to me, he wouldn't tell me certain details because he doesn't want to interfere in the timeline. And I would think that's kind of what 
they're doing for you and everyone else here is they're making sure there's no interference in that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it, you get into paradoxes, you get into like what came first, the chicken or the egg. So say for example, if I, if I went on a live video or even just in this interview and I said, you know what, there's going to be a tsunami in 20, 2021, right? All of a sudden, what if there didn't have to be a tsunami? And now because I've told whoever, you know, thousands of people, now their minds are collectively consciously creating that, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, they're very, um, very careful about what they say, how they say it, you know, and when they say it. So, so as far as politically, apparently we're all on track. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not American. So I'm kind of removed from that. Um, but yeah, I'm Canadian like you. Yeah. Oh, you're Canadian too. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Good people. You know, um, really um, about that, because this is something that I've talked about on my channel is why it's so important to really focus on your own healing journey right now. Like it's the best thing you could do for humanity is just to focus on your own self and your own journey and start disengaging with a lot of what the media is putting out there only because the more like the message that I got was by just by engaging with it, we're helping to create the very thing we don't want to create. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And, and, uh, and that's the message that I've been getting over and over and over again, which is we need to let go of these um, perceptions of what being selfish is, right? Mm -hmm. Like this really got started in religion, um, if you're not giving to God, if you're not giving to the collective, then you're a terrible person and you're going to hell. And the amount of guilt and shame that is wrapped around being selfish and, and service to self, even though that is a concept out there in the universe as well, right now we need to rewrite all of the traumas um, and the karmic debt that we've created by giving and giving and giving and then completely draining our own life force energy. That's a whole paradigm of feeling guilt and shame for being selfish in and of itself because ultimately our conscious creation within ourself creates the collective consciousness in the outer world. So if we're giving everything that we've got to everyone else we're actually not creating um, a 5D vibration around the planet. We're just giving to the five people or the 10 people or whatever your capacity is. And we're actually keeping ourselves in a loop. We're keeping ourselves trapped. So that whole thing of, you know, service to others, give, 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 that's great, right? But if you're lacking within, then you're actually creating a lack mentality for the entire collective. Mm -hmm. So right now we just have to rewrite those wrongs until we are fully aligned and our love cups are overfilling, overflowing. Um, then and only then can we be like, I have the luxury of giving back to you. I have the luxury of going on a live video and giving you information, right? So, and, and, you know, you mentioned it before, we are all teachers and students and you're not a good teacher if you're not doing the work yourself, right? And right now it's very clear what spiritual teachers out there are doing the work um, and being authentic and real and what spiritual teachers are just projecting what they think they know right? And as we just mentioned, you don't really know anything if you haven't fully experienced it. So teaching on one hand is, is, is one aspect of it, but experiencing it and going through it is a whole different story. Um, so yeah, so that whole, you know, concentrate on yourself, focus on yourself, and that will create a utopian society for the future. But we need to be rewriting these, these traumas of the past. Okay. 
Yeah. And, and has there been any information that you've come across aside from like politics and stuff, put that aside. What about for the last, um, I guess, quarter of 2020, any information that you feel is going to be helpful to people to understand Absolutely. as we're kind of going through the chaos? For sure. For sure. So not saying that everything's going to end and it's going to be a beautiful, blissful, you know, reality stepping into 2021, but I've, I've received this information for the past three months and it's even more pertinent in the next three months, which is we are creating our reality for the next year right now. Um, I don't want to go into the, all of the quantum physics of why we're, why we're so we're projecting like this time right now is creating our future um, for that next year for 2021. So even though you may not know what you want or what's going to happen or what job you're going to be in or what relationship you're going to have in your life, you can hold the highest frequency. So rather than saying, I want to be, you know, I want to get a new job as a mailman or whatever it may be, you know, get away from the specifics because you're just limiting yourself and trapping yourself and hold the highest frequency of, I want to experience freedom in all of the ways, freedom financially, freedom socially, freedom in my own voice, freedom in my own power, freedom spiritually, right? So hold the highest frequency of that thing, whatever that thing is, balance, you know, abundance, whatever that thing is um, that you really want. So that's really important. The other thing that's really, really important as well is this December 21st timeline. Um, yeah, so there's a huge, huge vortex that's opening up. I don't do any external research. I know a lot of other astrologers, um, psychics, channelers are all talking about this as well. It has come up. December 21st is a very, um, like a, a very almost special date in my mind too. It was the first time I was ever introduced to the Galactic Federation of Light back in 2011. Um, uh, I was greeted by a Palladian, uh, just a Palladian who was astral traveling into my living room uh, a couple of days before December 21st, 2011. And he said that there was gonna be a meeting um, on the 21st at like 2 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, my time, and that he was gonna come get me. And, and that's when I you know, had my first meeting with the GFL. And I didn't really realize that it was an equinox and there's this energy that happens you know, on that day or whatever. But yeah, it's so it's, it is really significant, especially this year. Apparently there's all these planets aligning. I don't really know what's going on. Yeah, so it's Jupiter and Saturn become conjunct. Okay. And they're conjunct almost literally at zero degrees, which is the closest they've ever come conjunct. I think it's since 16... I want to say 1643 or something like it was around it's it was like almost 500 years ago wow. and uh it's we when they come together they become like the brightest star in the sky kind of like the star of bethlehem uh oh. which is really which is really kind of auspicious mm -hmm. and i think uh i was just talking about this with laura eisenhower and there it's it feels very auspicious to me this particular mm -hmm. um 20 uh, December 21st, the winter solstice, oh. because it's also like Saturn is in Jupiter, I believe are now in Aquarius. I think Jupiter goes into Aquarius the day before and Saturn is now finally going to be moved into Jupiter or sorry, into Aquarius, like maybe a week or so before this conjunction. And the tarot deck the star card is Aquarius and so I'm like oh wow it's almost like a double star 
energy that's really coming in. And of course, Aquarius represents all of us finally tuning into the authority of our higher self, you know, mm -hmm. and not looking at the authorities outside of us. So it feels very auspicious to me. Oh my goodness. I have so much to say. Okay. So I got my Saturn return reading done, which was really cool. Yeah, because I just turned 28 um, and it was kind of scary. I'm like, everyone talks about Saturn return. I'm kind of freaked out, but I've already seen so many decisions that I sh could have made that would have been the wrong decision to make. So I'm, I, I, I feel pretty, pretty aware of my Saturn return. But what I thought was really interesting is that what were the dates? I think in, in July, Saturn went back into Capricorn. Mm -hmm. Like, and then this astrologer was telling me all about it. And, and then, yeah. And then on December 17th, yes. right. Just like you mentioned, it goes into Aquarius, back into Aquarius. And she's like, this is weird. Like this never really happens. And the interesting part is Capricorn is divine masculine, like power, da, 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 you know, and, and here we have the election and, um, and it's also very much so about foundations and business and, you know, cultivating things and just that divine masculine kind of like pushing through sort of energy. And then the Aquarius is more of that flow and divine feminine and, and, and surrender and taking back your power. Right. So it's just very interesting um, how we're kind of in this period, wrapping things up in that Capricorn energy only to move fully back into, um, you know, Aquarius for the next, I don't know how many years, two, two or three years with Saturn. Mm -hmm. um, and so then I also want to mention too, it was like, I really, the thing is I put out so much content and so many videos. I'm like, where did I say that information? Cause it just all gets lost. Um, but there was a video that I put out there and it was, I was channeling the Galactic Federation and I asked about December 21st and it was freaking mind-blowing what they said oh it just gave me chills when you were talking about how auspicious it was and and the star of Bethlehem and 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 that kind of synchronicity something that they said was that um okay the birth of Jesus or Christmas okay let's call it Christmas was actually I don't know if these are the words that they used okay I'm just like summarizing it but but it was kind of like they were implying that it was a cover-up for the intensity and the, the, yeah, the intensity um, and the brilliance of December 21st, right? So everyone's focus, focus, focus on Christmas. And they said that this year in particular, um, there's this rebirth of Christ consciousness on December 21st, because this portal is going to open up and it's going to allow a lot of us to ascend into 5d does not mean that you're going to stay 5d okay for the rest of your life it's not just like a one and done thing Woo, i'm here bye everyone you know because a lot of people have their own perceptions about what 5d is and what it looks like and all of that stuff um but they basically said that um part of quarantine is actually helping us tune into the frequency of december 21st so that we're not all distracted by the you know hub of Christmas and I was gonna say I was gonna say how how perfect to of course you know like make obviously Christmas very commercial and so on a very high portal energy day everyone's worried about trying to get all their Christmas shopping done and getting all their baking done and getting like everything you know it's just chaos and totally missing the opportunity a hundred percent, right? Wow. And now that's why all of these teachers and light workers are all saying, 
be aware on December 21st. So I have a very important message also from the Security Council about 20, December 21st. They said, and this makes a lot of sense because I've like totally been in between two. They said that the most important thing, two things. One, December 21st is a portal. All portals amplify energy, right? So if you're having a shitty day, it's gonna amplify that energy. If you're having a great day, it's gonna amplify that. But it's amplification into the future, okay? So manifestation is gonna be huge on December 21st. Everyone should be doing ceremony. I'm actually, um, I'm actually bringing a group of people together for December 21st. Are you in LA? No, no. I'm in like Colorado and Denver. Okay, sad. Okay, all right, that's fine. You'll come to the next one. I, I would have um, totally been there if I could. <laughs> yes. And uh, yeah, so, you know, everyone has to really kind of like be in ceremony and meditation and be very intentional for December 21st. But another thing that the GFL said was, we have all been existing in split parallel realities and split timelines, okay? So anyone who's listening to this, I want you to really think about where you've been at in your own mind and how you've been divided. Should I move? Should I not move? Should I leave my husband? Should I not leave my husband? Should I go back to school? Should I not go back? Whatever the decision is, I guarantee you there's at least one, probably multiple decisions that you're in between right now. And I want to tell you that it's really important that you make a solid decision before or at least on December 21st of what it is that you want. If you go into that portal with the split energy, then you're, I don't wanna say wasting your energy, but you're oversaturating your energy into two different timelines and it's actually gonna really drain you. So now for 2021, you're now manifesting two split timelines for everything that you've been contemplating without that clear discernment or decision, okay? so the easiest way to figure out what timeline you want or what timeline is going to work best for you is say for example it's a relationship okay because a lot of my clients a lot of my people right now are really in it with their relationship especially during quarantine i don't blame yeah. them right um so the best way is what do you want in life in general I want freedom. Okay, fantastic. Great thing to ask for in life in general, right? So all the things in your life should align to freedom. So then you ask yourself, what is not aligning to my freedom? Oh, my relationship. Okay, great. So what about my relationship isn't aligned to freedom and how can I realign it? Well, he never lets me go out or whatever the thing is. Okay, cool. Well, then just go out, right? Just do the things that you want to do play with that ulterior timeline and see how that feels for you before the 21st. This is not a time to be passive. This is a time to be very active, not just physically taking action, but also energetically, consciously within your own mind, being very aware and cognizant of what you're thinking, what you're projecting, what you're creating, and really what you want and how you're reacting to the world around you. So holding the highest frequency and then asking yourself if um, the opportunities and the aspects of your life are aligned to that highest frequency. And if they're not, then you may need to make a clear decision um, before or on December 21st so that you can finally manifest the life that you deserve moving into 2021. Wow. Okay. So I just got a download while you were saying all of that. Um, and I, I've been seeing without even knowing that it's happening, that there have been some very important decisions I've had to make. I've made them rather quickly only because I do a quick check-in. 
I don't let my analytical mind kind of try to, you know, talk me out of certain things, but I really just do a check-in with my higher self, my guides, the feeling that I have in my gut knowing, and then I just make the decision really quickly. And I've had to do that. And it's actually served me very well over the last few months in a sense of starting, I'm starting to see the manifestation of the realities I've been working on energetically and creating happening. But the download I just received was this week, we have a new moon in Libra. And because we're in the most potent week of the most potent month of the most potent year, uh, that this new moon in Libra is about actually making decisions. So what is Libra? It's the justice card in tarot. It's about having to finally, when we, it's that, you know, that justice card, she holds the sword and the sword of truth is what we use to cut through realities, to make a decision and say no more with this one. I'm going with this one. And so this new moon is actually going to be very valuable in all of us uh, really kind of using it as a, a mini portal into the 21 portal yeah. in a sense of gearing up. It's almost like a test, test drive to start amping up the energies, to use it on like, what are, where are you going to make a decision and how do you move forward with that, with this new moon? Wow. Okay. When is the actual day of the new moon? 16th. 16th. Okay. Perfect. All right. Good to know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's I mean, Friday. I don't think it's Friday. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about you, but these past like couple of weeks have been so intense. Oh yeah. Like, just yeah. Intense yeah. conversation, like intense drama, like just intense dreams. Oh my goodness. Like you name it. Like it's all like all the shadow stuff, all of the old aspects. Um, you know, for me as well, making like very clear decisions and I'm kind of the opposite of you. And I don't know if like, I don't know, I don't know why, but you know, when I make impulsive decisions or when I make decisions really quickly, it's usually from this place of like excitement. And I know it's like, follow your highest excitement, but I get excited about a bit of pretty much everything as a human. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And then I'm like, damn it. Why did I say yes to that? Right. So I have an issue with that. Um, and recently I've actually been doing the opposite, which is really sitting in that space, feeling it out, being vulnerable, asking people's advice, like rather than just being like, yep, yeah, that, that sounds Let good. Let me clarify because I'm exactly in the same place as you okay. right now where I, my, my go-to is I'm Aries, um, so I'm Aries, South Node, Libra, um, North Node. So it's, I'm very impulsive. I, I just jump head first, like don't even think about it, figure it all out when I get there. Yeah. But these decisions that I've had to make very quickly are actually extremely difficult decisions. Mm -hmm. uh, decisions that I know my ego doesn't want me to make. And I only know it's because there's so much heart of like, oh, I just don't really want to do this. But deep down, I know it's the right decision. So when I'm talking about the decisions that I've had to make really quickly, they're actually the ones my old program would have yeah. stuck and hung around until it was absolutely necessary. <laughs> yes. And something that I've really noticed, especially in the past couple of weeks, is um, being very aware of the resistance. Like I, I, I sat down to, to write an email yesterday and I'm like, I don't want to do this. And then my, you know, you know, part of myself was like, no, 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 do it. I don't want to do this. It's like, okay you don't want to do this because this is an old aspect of yourself. And by, by writing this email, you're confronting this old aspect of yourself. And the reason why it's so difficult is because you're not used to saying no, like you're not used to, you know what I mean? So yeah, so there's so, but when there's that kind of resistance, that's when you know you have to really surrender to it 
and, 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 and move through it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It requires a lot of trust, a lot of faith because it's a foreign territory that you're going into. You don't know these outcomes because this is not the way you usually handle it. So it's, it's a completely new thing. And I think that's kind of where, I think that's kind of one of the messages 2020 is really bringing forth for us is how do you surrender into a place that has no certainty where the ground is fallen out from below? You don't know where you're going to fall. Where does your faith lie then? And how do you actually tap into that, grab onto it and use that as your lifeline, as opposed to when you already know what the answer is going to be and, yeah. and all of that. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it really, it, you're so right. It's just, it's a surrender. No one really knows what's going to come, you know, not even the psychics of the world, right. Or really know like what's going to happen. Um, so it is that surrendering. And I kind of chuckle to myself in, in a very endearing way that there's so many people across this world who are like, I just want things to go back to normal. When are we going to go back to normal? Right. And in my mind, I'm like kind of laughing. I'm like, it's never going to be normal. Like, so in my mind, it's, it's, what is your new normal, right? Like, what are you going to, and the, the best thing about creating a new normal is anything is possible. If you continue to not just be in this place of surrender, but utilize the opportunity of being in a place of surrender, it means you have no expectation and no attachment to the outcome of whatever it is that you're asking for or moving into, right? Which is a place where if you're like, you know, I could really use an extra, you know, um, you know, financial bump or whatever it may be, instead of saying, I'm going to win the lottery and really locking yourself into a reality that is most likely not going to happen because you're not contracted for that. You know, all of a sudden you get a government check and you're like, oh, this is really nice. Where did this come from? And it's because you're allowing yourself to be open and vulnerable, but also maintaining an intention for the highest vibration, right? It's that balance between the divine feminine, the surrender, and the divine masculine, the direction. That's the yeah. five key things. Yeah, yeah 100%. And it's so difficult for all of us to let go of the comforts of what we know, the familiarity. Uh, but even like just going back into what we were talking about, like that North Node, South Node is our south node is where it's basically everything we've known from our past it's our past lives it's our familiar place it's what we're very comfortable in it's our comfort zone basically <laughs> and we're all being forced into our north node so to speak of this year of really having to accept that we've passed a point of no return in this year. We are not going back to the old way, but at the same time, who wants to go back to that anyway? Yeah, yeah exactly. But once like the people who haven't done the work, that's, it's easy, it's comfortable. They don't have to think like the amount. It's so funny because, you know, I think I, I was doing, said this in a podcast the other day, but you know, if you really think about your human life and, well, you've got to feed yourself and if you have kids and a family, you've got to feed them and then you've got to work and make money and take care of everyone and shower and, you know, clean up your place and vacuum. And there's just so many things just in general as a human that you have to do. And then on top of that, you have a spiritual awakening and now you're dealing with ancestral stuff and past life stuff and traumas from childhood stuff and, you know, just all these layers. And it's like, of course, everyday people, 3D people don't really want to wake up because it takes work, right? It takes effort. It takes, it's a challenge to now, wow, I didn't even think I had enough time in my human world. And now I have to have more time to be consciously aware of my 
thoughts and my actions and my reactions. What, you know? know, so anyone who hasn't done the work, it's going to feel overwhelming. And that's where shadow work and ego death and, you know, that's where all that stuff comes from. And even the ones who have done work, I've had so many ego deaths this year. It's been amazing. <laughs> Let's talk about that because uh, that's actually something I wanted to talk about. Um, I was really impressed with one of your videos in the last few weeks that you've put up where you came forward after a laser surgery, like laser facial, like, you know, work. And of course it looked like you had all these burns all over your face and you, I guess you had, talked about how you'd suffered from a lot of skin issues growing up and throughout your life. And um, do you want to kind of go into that? Because you talked about the need of stripping away the layers and what that was all about. And I'd love for you to kind of share um, your perspective on that, because that was really powerful, that video. I really loved it. Yeah, absolutely. So for those of you who haven't seen the video, I look like a leper. (laughs) Like literally my skin was peeling off my face. And yeah, so, you know, it has been an issue my whole life of just whether it be eczema or acne, it's like, why do I have both ends of the spectrum? Like, this is fantastic, right? And of course, my face is my outward viewing, you know, to the rest of the world. And it's always just, it's, you know, for anyone else with skin issues, you know that it's a constant, it's a constant, you know, thought in your mind. But I also just kind of want to mention as well, everyone has their crux. Everyone does, everyone, whether it be my hair or, you know, my skin or, you know, my feet hurt or my weight, right? I'm overweight, you know, the, everyone has their own thing. And, and I think that in a lot of ways, people tend to um, idolize, right? Whether it be spiritual teachers or mentors or gurus or whatever. And, uh, and I've noticed that people, uh, you know, tend to idolize me and think that I'm perfect. I think in a lot of ways, I am a perfectionist. So I try and present that, right? Because that's just who I am. Um, but I'm by no means perfect. Same thing with the Galactic Federation. So in the past month, I felt very called to put out a video saying, the Galactic Federation has corruption. Like we need to realize that they are not the end all to be all of the everything in the universe. They're not, you know? So I've really made that statement very clear. Um, And then also the same thing with me. It's like, I have my own issues. I've been battling with skin issues my entire life. And I I just came across this procedure. It's called laser resurfacing. And I I call it a, a haircut for your face because basically it lasers off, I don't know, like two layers or three layers or whatever of your skin on your face. And, and it's really nice because all of a sudden, you know, you get to have this fresh face in a sense, right? And I felt that it was very important that I went on a video without makeup, you know, and my face looking pretty ragged and letting people know, like, I'm not perfect. I deal with these things all the time. And so many people were surprised, of course, good lighting and lots of makeup will always kind of make, make, have that projection. Um, But a lot of people were like, wow, I didn't even know that you were battling with this, you know? And I think that it's just really important, you know, and we talked about the whole spiritual teacher versus human. It's important that people understand that human battle or that human aspect a lot more. And I'm trying to bring people into that a lot more so that they don't just look at me as some 
you know, perfect teacher who has all the information, you know, I'm wrong too, right? I don't know everything. And as a human being, as a 28 year old, I'm still in it. Like I am in the grind, you know, I'm learning it, you know, and it's, it's, it's beautiful. So yeah. So that, yeah, that was a really good video. Well, what I loved, what I really loved too about that video was how you talked about the fact that you know, we just, we just kind of talked earlier about the importance of needing to leave old parts of us behind things that no longer are part of us anymore, or have been healed and stop running those programs and, and start creating the reality where we're truly wanting to resonate um, in. And you kind of, this procedure was like, because you've done so much of that inner work, you're like, I'm ready to just let all this go now. This isn't a layer that's me anymore. Yeah. And yeah. You, this that you also talked about the importance of how you know on the path of uh, on the path of ascension you know stripping away all these layers is so important because if you're not healing if you're not getting down and stripping it away you're not on the path of ascension yep yep exactly you've you've got to you know and and like i mentioned the ancestral stripping away the past life stripping away you know the traumas in childhood stripping away um, and then also, you know, part of the, um, how do I say, like, we can very easily get into the same paradigms within spirituality if we run away from the human, right? So people who run away from the human jump into spirituality saying, yes, this feels so much better, which is amazing, great. But if you haven't done the work um, in the 3D, in the human, then you're going to create the same old attachment to the same old typical paradigm. So something that I see quite often is I'll introduce someone to their um, cosmic counterpart, right? It's like, oh, well, you were a Palladian being in a past lifetime and this counterpart, this aspect of you is coming through. And, and by introducing them to that counterpart, it actually allows them to unlock that DNA within them, right? And, and, and have that remembrance and, and really step into that power. However, once again, if you haven't done the work on stripping away the layers and even needing the labels, all of a sudden you're like, oh, yep, this is who I am now. I'm a Palladian light worker. And I'm like, no, <laughs> still not getting it, right? So there's all these layers of understanding and complexity and layers that we strip away and then only to create new layers of identity, right? And it's not about that. It's about being able to, from moment to moment, understanding that your identity is constantly changing. And I always bring it back, but this is so important. I bring it back to this simple example of like drinking coffee every morning, mm -hmm. right? So if someone's like, oh, like, do you want to go out for coffee? Oh yeah, I love coffee. I'm a coffee drinker, right? That's your identity. You're a coffee drinker. You drink coffee every day. But what if all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm stripping away the identity of being a coffee drinker, right? And then you wake up in the morning and you're like, hmm, I could have turmeric, I could have tea, I could have coffee, I could have uh, cocoa, right? What is it that I want? All of a sudden, when you're in a place without identity, you have more options. But the problem with that is that if you're not clear within your own vibration, you are going to get lost in the options. That's why people are scared of stripping away those identities and realities because all of a sudden they have to use their free will mm -hmm. to make choices that I align guess. their highest vibration. And if they don't know what their highest vibration is, 
or they don't have the ability to make clear decisions from moment to moment on what they want in that moment, they will always, we as humans, will always revert back to the comfortable, easy decision that we know. Yeah. So the biggest thing that I can really mention, other than all of the other big things that we've mentioned, is before December 21st, make new decisions. Strip away layers, even when it comes to, well, Wednesday's spaghetti night, we're going to have spaghetti. No, what do you really want? Ask your body what it wants, you know? So in this moment, I'm a coffee drinker because I'm drinking coffee. But in two hours from now, I'm going to be a tea drinker because I'm going to choose to drink tea, right? And in the greater scheme of things, I'm not either one because I get to have all of it at the same time. Yeah. No, I think that's great. That's actually one of the things that um, I, I think it was in about 2016 or 2015, somewhere around there. I was kind of playing with this idea of limitlessness and understanding that, you know, sometimes we say we think limitless means having no limits. But when you have no limits, then you're not limitless because then you can't put any limits in there. But what if one day you want to have limits? And so this idea of limitlessness is knowing that any moment, from any moment, from moment to moment, you can choose differently. That's your right. That's your sovereign right to choose. And like you were saying, make a decision. And I think that's so cool. Like even yesterday, or I should say Saturday, I was like, oh, I really want a croissant. And I went to my favorite bakery and I was like getting ready to get one, but it was, they were all sold out. They sold out really early. I was like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to get up early and I'm going to make sure I go. And then I woke up that morning. I'm like, but I really don't want one. But I promised myself I was going to have one. And I'm like, but I don't really want it. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I don't want it. And then an hour later, I was like, oh no, wait, I really do want it now. Okay. I'm going to get it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just kind of giving yourself the space to know that in, in a given moment, you can change your mind and then you can go back. And then, you know, like, it's just that limitlessness of our infinite beings and allowing that to, to play with that, you know, in this 3D reality. I love it too, because, you know, I'm, I'm very structured and, you know, it's easy for me to kind of play within the, the, the structure, right? Now, I'm, I'm also, you know, very conscious in the way that like, I will, like, I will, and I used to do this years and years ago, I would literally, in the middle of my day, I would take like something on my desk, like a pen, and I would just chuck it across the room. I'm like, boom, just hopped into a new reality. Like literally, like I would just do really weird things throughout my day just to like switch up, you know, just because I could. Uh, so I love that. Um, but my wife, she is so divine feminine that, you know, um, if I'm like, hey babe, can you, can you like make me a bowl of cereal or whatever, you know, whatever it is, she will come back with like a croissant, you know, she literally does not play within any rules and she forces me out of my comfort zone every single time. So I had an issue when we first got together of kind of like just not trusting her. I'm like, but everything I ask for, you give me something different. So I can't really trust you and give me what I want. And then I didn't realize that what I really needed was I needed that unstructure. I need her divine femininity to just be all floaty and up in the air and just doing whatever she wants to do and being okay with that. So now I flip this reality of, okay, babe, just go for it. Just make me whatever, you know, just, you know, and she gives me an apple. I'm like, this is amazing. That's exactly what I needed. Thank you so much. And now I'm in appreciation for who, her fluidity, um, just in, in, in the way that she exists in life in general. And that allows me to be so unstructured and really appreciating, um, the lack of expectation and attachment. Well. And I love that because no matter what it is, what you're doing is you're putting yourself in a place where, I'm going to choose to experience this with appreciation and gratitude and pure joy. 
no yeah. matter what comes my way, maybe a can of spam, but I'm going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Thanks, babe. I'll just set this aside. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so awesome. I love that. Well, um, okay. The last thing before we wrap up is I know one of your, your most popular videos was about the child sex trafficking and, you know, like that's something that, you know, about a year ago, it was at the end of this month, actually, I started to have remembrance of sexual abuse when I was five coming forward. And at first, of course, it only came through emotionally. I just started reverting back to when I was five, six years old and having all these really scary emotions. And so this has been kind of something that's been near and dear to my heart to talk about more. And, you know, you live in the belly of the beast of, of that, you know, whole, yeah, I mean, it's, it's everywhere. And not, but there is a bit of a concentration and quite a belly of the beast of that in um, LA where you're situated. First of all, like I should say, my first question is, how have you, have you seen any transformations even just in this last year? Because I feel like the quarantine has been part of that. Have you seen any transformations within the city itself and how people are, it's the light that's coming to that? And also, um, do you have any messages that you'd like to share in regards to that and where it's kind of going? Mm -hmm, absolutely. So as far as transformations, um, it's amazing. Like I have participated in a huge protest. I was literally just, like basically crying the entire time. Like it was just so beautiful to see hundreds of people walking in Hollywood, in the heart of Hollywood, literally down, you know, where all the stars are, right? The Hollywood stars. And um, it was so incredible. And we were just protesting against uh, child sex trafficking and everyone's yelling, no more adrenochrome. And I'm like baffled thinking like, I can't believe this many people even know what adrenochrome is, you know? So it was just, it was so incredible to be a part of that. Um, people are getting together all over the world. They're rallying against this. Um, you know, people are questioning, you know, what do you mean child sex trafficking? And this is just, you know, what's happening here. So it's really waking up the rest of the collective, which is waking up, you know, the collective consciousness of, of the world. Um, and then also when we were doing that protest, there's a huge vortex in Hollywood. And this is what the elites have used to basically control the rest of the world. That's where the media really got started. That's where the propaganda, the control mechanisms, as well as the pedophilia really got started and embedded within that mainstream media. And so as we're walking down the Hollywood Star Boulevard, um, we're changing, we're literally changing that vortex from dark to light. It was just so powerful. And there's been many other protests since then as well. Um, and if anyone wants to check it out, that protest I recorded, um, and it's actually on YouTube right now. Um, so there's a, there's a change. It's slow on the front end. It's fast, rapid fast on the back end. Never before have we seen the amount of, um, purging of you know these underground bases uh, getting the children out i mean this is a massive operation and um and it's a massive cover-up at the same time i think it's a massive cover-up because um they basically want to make sure that the children are safe that the world doesn't freak out you know before it's appropriate to kind of um release all of this information i feel like a lot of um 
documents are going to be disclosed in the next year or so regarding all of this. Um, so on the back end, a lot of CEOs are stepping down. Um, there's going to be a huge change within these huge mainstream media corporations um, who are all a part of the child sex trafficking. Um, obviously, Epstein, you know, that was huge, 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 huge. So there, it's we're starting to shut it down. But what we're witnessing within media is like 1% of really what's happening on the back end. So every once in a while, I'll do an astral travel and I'll just kind of check out some of the underground military bases. Um, I think, yeah, Australia was being purged just a couple months ago, maybe a month ago, um, massively, just a huge release. I think a big part of the quarantine as well is to to allow a lot of these changes to take place without the mainstream freaking out. So the, the problem is that with quarantine, we've got the Galactic Federation saying, yep, everything's going as planned because we need to, to get these kids out and free them and you know whatever else, whatever else needs to play out within that time frame. And then we also have you know the new world order, the elite agenda that's also playing out mandatory vaccines, the masking, you know, all of those things. So so people are really confused right now of like, is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? Um, and it's really what you, what you focus your attention on. So yeah, so things are really changing. And then as far as like the, the freedom of the children, I mean, it's just that video said it all. I've wanted to do an update video, but it's just that video has, it, has everything in it. You know, and the biggest aspect is um, us understanding, even though we're not necessarily the children or we're not in those bases right now and, and we're not a part of that right now, um, you know, the biggest uh, enlightening factor of that is we are the ones that escaped because we are the ones that are consciously supposed to change it, right? We've all been locked into this weird sex paradigm um, of, of corruption and, and feeling shameful, you know, and, and sex itself is one of the highest vibrational frequencies uh, that we can experience to um, allow us to connect to pure source, which is why it's one of the biggest things that has, have been corrupted, yes. you know, and twisted um, since the dawning of humanity, right? So we're healing this incredibly deep trauma that all of humanity has experienced, which has been a huge manipulation tactic by um, the elites, right? So, um, yeah, so that's kind of, that's the summary of what's going on. Wow. Yeah, and I think, you know, yeah, it's, it's been interesting because I, a lot of people, like my clients, and um, I'm, I'm curious to hear from you, but clients and people who watch my, my channel have been having a huge uptick in dreams of rescuing children or helping children escape places. And I feel um, like one of the things I kind of got was that in the dream world, you could be, um, it could be the higher selves kind of initiating that sort of energy to happen eventually in 3D. So it's almost like you're prepping the energy through the dreamscape, but also you could be working in alternate timelines basically helping that you're, you're you know one of the messages i got when quarantine happened was that the elite underestimated the power of the awakened ones in knowing that we may be stuck at home but our consciousness can go anywhere and we can still do our work outside of our bodies even more powerfully and so i feel like some of that work is being done um through the dream state and and other ways absolutely yeah i've actually also experienced a lot of people having these um, dreams rescuing children. And I think that 
um, you know, in an astral sense, they could be literally helping the children break free or empower them to be like, it's safe, it's okay, you know, this is going to happen. Um, and like you said, even parallel timelines as well. So um, everyone's doing the work right now in the astral. There's a huge battle that's going on, you know, light and dark battle that's happening. And uh, I actually put out a video in January, January 1st of 2020, before any of this really started going on. And it, the video is literally entitled Psychic Predictions World War III. And I basically went into, we are in spiritual warfare right now. We are in the middle of World War III. It is not going to happen. It is happening. We need to realize the light and the dark are battling it out. And a lot of light workers, a lot of teachers, a lot of, you know, the people who watch your stuff and my stuff, you know, we've all been so freaking exhausted. And it's because we're doing all the work in the astral, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> like I had, I had about three people tell me like, Oh, you were in my dreams uh, like last week or, yeah. you know, and I'm like, gosh, my astral self's very social. <laughs> like no wonder I'm so tired, you know, yeah. when I wake up, but um, yeah, that's so amazing. I thank you so much for coming on the show and coming back. It's such a pleasure to have you on. And I love you. Your channel's grown so much since you were on like just a year ago. It's so great to see you evolving and doing great work. And I'm super thrilled about the vulnerable aspect you really bring your human self forward i think that's super great and i want to say just before we end on that note the reason why and i don't think people realize this and i don't think even i realized it when i was doing it until recently but when you or i have a platform such as this and we're able to share vulnerably it's like people don't realize those who are holding the space for us are giving us so much opportunity to just share and be vulnerable. There's so much healing that happens internally when we actually voice it, knowing there are a lot of people listening to us and watching us. But also I know that it's healing for the people who are receiving the vulnerable transmission, you know, and there's so there's this beautiful reciprocity of vulnerability that happens when we do that. And I, and I don't know if everyone's fully aware of, of that. And it's so needed right now. It's, it's the, one of the most healing paths to liberation is vulnerability. I completely agree. And this is the time to do it. Yeah. yeah. So please, um, I know I'm, I'm going to leave all of your information in the description, but please let um, my audience know if you've got any events coming up or anything like that, please share and plug yourself. Yeah, so um, I'm a part of Disclosure Fest that's happening this, wait, what day is it? Okay, I think it already happened. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> happened. Okay, well, um, that already happened. But um, yeah, moving forward, I'm speaking at a Oneness Festival that's happening um, early December. And then other than that, just tons of content on YouTube. I also have a YouTube membership platform as well, where I just dive even deeper with a ton of content and that's just ten dollars a month and then i also have galactic federation events as well on the 11th of every month and that's where if you are interested in um, getting direct messages from the galactic federation i definitely recommend you coming to that that's just eleven dollars um, on the 11th of every month and then i also have a course which i just want to mention is really incredible it's an eight-week course and it is the 3D to 5D shift masterclass. It took me about a year to develop this course and about 10 years of channeling and knowledge put into this course. And it's really, it's not about your psychic abilities. It's not about astral traveling. 
It's about your human, your reactions, your interaction, your awareness of self, your ego. So if you're still struggling in that human energy, if you're still struggling with your own emotions, um, then this course is going to really help you transmute your own 3D self and move into 5D in eight weeks. And it's, it's been really profound for the people who have gone through it so far. Oh, that sounds amazing. And I think a lot of people need that. Uh, it's, part, it's part of that ability to make that quantum leap, you know, that so many people are trying to do. And, and so I think that course is very helpful. So thank you so much. What I'm going to do is I'm going to leave all the links for that in the description below. Plus, um, I'll leave links for everyone to the specific videos we've talked about that, um, that Elizabeth has done so that it's easy for you guys to find. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for coming on the show. Such a pleasure. And thank you to the audience for joining me once again this week. I'll be back with you next time. Thanks for listening and being such a supportive audience. All video episodes can now be found on my personal YouTube channel, Nicole Frolic. If you would like to further support the show, you can visit my merchandise shop or send any donations to the PayPal link in the description below. Remember, a mind is like a parachute. Unless it's open, it's useless. So keep joining me each week as I continue to expand the mind and explore life beyond this reality.